1: the sound of those sirens. That can only mean one thing. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Outsider's Edge podcast here on the Chairshot Radio Network. This is your boy, Mr. Kyle Morris. I am joined, as always, by the Kenny to my Mr. Rance Morris. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, sir. It's a good week. It's
2: fun. You know, it's cold as hell, but such is life. But it's rumble season,
1: and as it such. It is rumble season. And, you know, because it's rumble season, like... We had to like dip into the bag, and you know, for those of you that are not long time listeners, this used to be a three man show, and believe it or not, brother Carl is still alive. Damn, you said it too flat so fast. i was like, ladies and gentlemen, Caleb.
2: If you're hi Caleb. Who <laughs> I don't know who that is. Nah, no, hey, just su- I'm surprise just returns in the Rumble. Surprise returns in the Edge. It's Carl's alive, yeah. Like you said, Carl's alive. Like, I'm sure people are like, Oh, that guy,
1: hi Carl. We love you. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys?
3: Uh, thanks for the invite, I suppose. Um, it's very last minute, and how about that? I actually showed up when it was last minute, so that's why
2: why I asked you last minute because if I would ask you a week ahead of time, you'd be like, I don't know. (laughs) No, that's a
1: lie. No, that's a lie. If you'd asked him a week ahead of time, he'd have said he was coming, and then. About an hour ago, he'd have been like, Oh, sorry, can't tonight, y'all.
3: Y'all caught me on a good day. I guess Wednesday was just in the cards. I ain't got shit going on. So
1: You mean you aren't you know. actively watching Root Beer right now?
3: Uh you know what? Maybe one day, pals. That's one thing that has not changed. Is that so
2: Real real quick before we get into what we're doing, first and foremost, um I always like to catch people up on you because me and, me and Kyle are interested, but you seem to be the most interesting of the three. What have you been up to, if you're willing to speak on it? Uh, how have you been? And uh, more importantly, I know the Rumble is your favorite um, Is your favorite pay-per-view, is your favorite show. So tell me a little bit about your excitement for the Rumble, if you don't mind.
3: Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, what have I been up to? Um, well, I've got two kids, and they play basketball right now. So I've got a lot of that going on, trying to work with them on that um what else have i been up to working from home still i've had covid now once so you know just <laughs> nothing 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 crazy I, i'm i'm fully vaccinated and boosted so it was pretty mild uh no big deal there i have um what you would call a weakened immune system though so like my symptoms just lasted a little bit longer like it was pretty much the same stuff but like you know i'm glad i was vaccinated to put it that way so um that's about it there um
2: don't forget that you uh you you pitch um you have been pitching uh reliever for the San Diego Dads.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm wearing a hoodie with the hood on and my San Diego Padres hat on, so I definitely look like I've been sitting in the in the bullpen just waiting for the call, like you said earlier before we got on. And also, um, you know, I've been depressed because my Cowboys choked again. What else is new, right? Uh, Rance loves it but that's fine. And Such anyways, as far happiness. as the, yeah, as far as the the Rumble goes, it is my favorite pay-per-view, that is true. Um, I actually had considered going this year but that didn't pan out. So it's not too far away, it's in St. Louis which is about 6 hours away, which isn't too bad. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that was pretty much when you said hey we're reviewing the Rumble. I was like, oh, "Okay, like maybe do that." Uh, My interest in wrestling has been very slim lately. Um, Any
2: reason in particular, or is it just kind of rigmarole, just like things happen?
3: Well, that is part of it. Me and my kid were watching, and then she's got all her stuff going on, and she hasn't been as interested. And of course, I have no, like, I don't know, I use social media a lot. I like social media, but and I follow a lot of wrestling fans and also, but I also get on there for like political and sports takes and stuff like that. So I don't really see myself like disengaging from social media, but the problem with that is the negativity and all the bullshit that comes with it. And it's just become like everything about wrestling fans right now is so fucking, I don't know. I don't have a good word like toxic. I don't know. Not every wrestling fan, obviously. I mean, you guys are wrestling fans. I love you guys to death. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just become this thing where it's like, I can't get on there without seeing some negative shit. And I'm just like, man, it makes me off put from all of it. And then on top of that, talk, I mean, it'll be in the topics later, but some of the stuff that some of these companies are doing, like, just, it's just, it's become one of these things where it's like, I am struggling to want to be passionate about something because of the actions of companies and then you've also got the just the way that this people are just so insulting to each other and the fandom now and it's just and it's always been that way but it just feels like it's worse now for some reason or maybe i'm more sensitive i don't know um but that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at with that so
1: well i mean you know piggybacking off of this idea of like both toxic social media trolls and like companies doing really shitty things and being run by really shitty people. Brother Rance, you wanted to, you know, talk about the Nick Khan interview. Um what's going on with Mr. Khan?
2: Yes, so there was an interview that Nick Khan did. He spoke with John Orrend from the Sports Business Journal. And um I don't know if this was this was done in november or if the picture was from november but that's all that's the date that i see um but there's a couple of things of note from that interview that i think are interesting he really get kind of put into perspective to a certain extent why uh there why some of the things that they've done recently they've done why they've done them so first and foremost uh he talked about how uh vince sees the company he says uh uh, it, it was once a mom and pop shop. If it was once a mom and pop shop, Vince certainly didn't believe it anymore. He says part of my part of what I believe he was looking for in bringing someone in on the from the outside was to make sure the community at large didn't treat it that way, like a mom and pop shop. We believe we're a global company, global content company. And remember, he was the guy that before he got hired as the uh, as the president and the chief revenue officer he, was, he uh, was the agent that represented them to get their deals from Fox and NBC for SmackDown and Raw. Um, but he said that, uh, um, well, let me just read it the way it's written here. It says, Khan noted that during those 2018 negotiations, he was struck by the attitude of some WWE staffers, most of whom were not steeped in the intricacies of media. He said some of them acted as though they were fortunate just to have a seat at the table and were content, were content not to to negotiate with executives far down the chain of command. Um, He says Vince believed that WWE was at a place where it had earned a seat at the adult table, but others in the company didn't see it that way. Um, For the company to be treated that way, the way that Vince, Stephanie, Kevin Dunn, and myself and others believed it should be treated in the community, you needed executives who reflected that who had range, who could get people on the phone and could be taken seriously by their peers. And so that's a big part of the reason why uh, you see that uh, they've completely revamped so many people from a corporate perspective. Um, also, another thing that he talked about was he says that uh, they're not actively looking to be sold, which is a lot of people feel like all these deals they're doing are based on them trying to sell the company, but he says they're not actively looking to be sold, but we have taken calls for people who are interested. So if you're interested, we'll always take a call, but that's not the goal here to sell. The reason I find it interesting is because um kind of inside baseball here, our next topic is free Ali league and the must situation. And 2021 was a year in 2020 were years marred extremely heavily. By corporate moves that were callous, made no sense, and almost from a from a fan's perspective, detrimental to the product and the enjoyment of the company. And this interview, very slightly, and the more he's talked, the Ariel Hawani interview is another situation, kind of lays some insight into what his mind is, what his mindset is, his idea, his ideology behind it. I find it so interesting that he says that so many people working there from a corporate perspective, um, behind the scenes and whatnot, believed that it was still a mom and pop shop and didn't think that they were worthy of the deals that they got. and didn't think that they were even they should even be at that table. That's so interesting to me.
1: I don't think it's as much that the reason that they thought that they weren't worthy of a seat at the table was because they were a mom and pop shop. I think it's more the idea of, you know, what we've always said. Wrestling is niche. Sure. Wrestling is very niche. Wrestling is carny. And for a very long time, niche, carny ass wrestling didn't have a seat at the table and didn't command attention from anybody other than the underlings, underlings, underlings. Um, And so so I think it's more a failure of folks to recognize the way that television overall has shifted in such a direction that makes the content that wrestling provides valuable. I mean, to the point where like AEW is currently benefiting a lot from the move to TBS just because the Big Bang Theory is a huge lead in for them. That is yeah. a huge audience lead in for them in a way that whatever the fuck was airing on TNT at seven o'clock just was not. Um and so like with that, they are consistently drawing around a million or over every week. And like that makes them valuable to Turner. That makes them very valuable to Turner because no other show that they were going to put on in that time slot was getting those numbers and right. that gets wrestling a seat at the table that wrestling didn't have like 20 years ago and I so I think it's more a failure on the part of these people within WWE that he's referring to to just recognize like hey TV's not what it used to be.
2: Well here's my follow up real quick and then I both of you can respond if you want. My question and a follow up actually is you look at Every time WWE, in particular, and even AEW to a certain extent, has come to the table to get deals, they have exponentially grown, right? And not these companies necessarily aren't doing better from the metrics we know. Like they may make more money from a revenue standpoint, but ratings are down, merchandise is down, live event re- revenue and and people are down. So could it possibly be? Um, could it possibly be that the that the people who are in charge of WWE, the wrestling people, you know, because for so long, the, the people in charge of these companies for the over a majority or who were in positions of power were former wrestlers or managers of people who have been wrestling people all this time. Could it possibly be that the time has moved on from them being able to be those people and it needs to be more corporately structured like WWE has made it now? Could that possibly be a thing? Could he be right in his assumption or assertion? Carl.
3: Yeah. So, man, it's it's hard because, like, when I hear everything that Nick Khan says, just me being how I am, all I hear is executive speak. Like, it's sure. very easy. It's very easy to, like, hear these guys say things and then try and take it at, at face value is very hard. You know, and I think just to, to kind of I'm, this isn't quite answering your question, the initial question. But just when he says things like, okay, we're not looking to sell, but we've taken calls. I mean, that's, you know, no company, like sure, some companies are looking to sell, but no companies, a lot of times the company's not going to just come out and say, hey, we're looking to sell, you know what I mean? Like, well, the taking the calls is kind of, I mean, I work for a company right now that's not looking to sell, but if the right buyer came along, he would sell it in a heartbeat. So that's yeah. just that's that's that. As far as as far as the older or some of the staff and stuff that didn't think you know they didn't have b- belong at the table. I can kind of see that um, p- partly because, like Kyle mentioned, not seeing the fact that you know the way television has shifted, uh, the product being very niche, like you mentioned. But I think you know just in terms of content. I can kind of give them a pass. Like, I don't know how Nick Khan feels about that from a personal standpoint, I can give them a pass because I don't know that anybody really knew that television necessarily was going to become this thing where there would be so many shows, just the volume of television and a lot of stuff you watch on television. It's almost like they just threw something at the wall to see what would stick. And I think that, you know, that's, if you're a wrestling, like, if you've been in wrestling 20, 30, 40 years, like some of these guys have, like, that's not the way they view their own product. They view, they're very passionate about whatever it is that they do. You know, I mean, you're talking, most of these guys have been watching wrestling their entire life. Like, they probably don't want to be even lumped into the the category of, oh, well, we're just, you know, content, you know, because if Nick Khan sees them sees as content, I could see why, like, you can turn a blind eye to that fact, especially, you know, when it comes to making big deals and stuff like that, just because maybe they don't see it the same way. You're talking about exec, like real executive who has been involved in like major business decisions, as opposed to like, you know, some guys like you mentioned that a bit literally wrestling is maybe all they know. So there's just a dis. that's a general disconnect anyway. And yeah. so I think that that's kind of, I mean, when you, a lot of times when you bring in, business people into um into these situations that just know more about just the business aspect of it a lot of that stuff gets it gets jacked up like people become unhappy not uncommon you know and i I just think that excuse me guys i just think that um you know i i don't everything that he says it's hard for me to really like dig my heels in on because i just don't i know that business speak you know what i mean and it's just everything that he says doesn't I take very little of it at face value, just in general. You know, the, the
2: the one thing I think of Kyle when I hear this is it makes me think that res- if wrestling people were still in charge, where they had been for however long it had been, then what what they the company's done over the past two years they wouldn't have done. They wouldn't have done had these mass releases. They wouldn't have, uh, in the pandemic, uh, been so callous with who they released. And how they release them. Things of that nature. I also don't think if they were. If they were run in the same way they were. With just wrestling people. they'd make the money they've been making. You know. So I, 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 I. From a fan's perspective. I struggle with where you reconcile that line. You know what I mean.
0: Well. Uh,
1: last time we. We got together. We talked um, about synergy. And I think what this really just exemplifies is the lack of synergy between what Nick Khan and the more business-oriented folks within corporate WWE want and what the creative content-creating side of the company is doing. And in some ways, you know in some ways, the corporate side has to prevail because this is a business, and so, like, they're trying to maximize their profit. Um, And so, in some ways, they have to prevail. However, it is also important, and we don't have the answers as to whether or not this is the case, but it is also important for the content side to, like, stand up for itself in some of these regards because at the end of the day, if content is what drives your profit, then, um, you can only fuck with the content for so long before you're going to get diminished returns.
3: Yeah. I, I, so I kind of have like, just in the way I kind of see it, I totally agree with you, Kyle on that. And, you know, I look at like a guy, like, um, this is a different example, it's a sports example and something I'm familiar with. Cause we just talked about him losing the playoffs, but I look at someone like Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones, and most people are familiar with him anyway. He's a savviest businessman in the NFL, probably the best owner in terms of turning a profit that the NFL has, you know. But he, but he does. He also does stuff against the grain, like when the NFL was like, "Hey, we're getting sponsored by Bud Light." He's like, "Nope, I'm going with Miller Light. and they're the only team in the NFL that does that, right? So they get all that Miller Light pot, whereas the NFL has the contract with Bud Light, right? So he does things. It's very Nick Khan-esque. He does things that might be seen as not good necessarily. But for the bottom line of the Dallas Cowboys, it's great, right? However, he also meddles enough to the point where the product on the field can go 50-50. Like this year, they were pretty good. Last year, they weren't very good. And they go back and forth. And I think you see that when someone like Nick, like there needs to be, a separation to some degree. Like Nick Khan can say, okay, these are like KPIs. And if you don't know what KPI means, it just means key performance indicator. Right. So and then all,
2: no idea what yeah, that's all it
3: means. And I basically, you, you can create these things that say, okay, this is what we're doing. Well, what we're doing wrong, lot of yada, yada, yada. And be like, I mean, and so all you really do there is he can say, okay, well, look, this is the money we're making. This is a way we can cut costs, continue making good profits, whatever. If that means cutting big salaries, fine. But the final axes that, you know, that chop the wood have to come from someone else. You know, you can't, if you're Vince McMahon or you're anybody in that company, you can listen to Nick Khan, of course, but you don't necessarily, if you listen too much, you might end up with a shitty product, you know, and right now you can argue all day how good or bad the product is, you know, but I think, the, the the point of the matter really is that the synergy is important, but you also ha- like you need to be able to understand that like I don't know if Nick Khan is from wrestling. I really don't. Uh, I mean, maybe he yeah. is. Maybe he isn't. Okay, he's not, right? So there is a piece of that that yes, you can trust him as a business savvy person, but at the same time, like you can't just be like, oh yeah, well you're so business. I'm so business savvy, man. We sh- Braun Strowman, we should cut
1: his we should cut his contract. We should just get rid of him. You know what I mean? Or well, Roy Wyatt, you know? I think it's I think the other thing there is you run a different risk other than putting on a shitty product. I think the other risk that you run, and you can debate to what extent this ultimately matters, but like eventually your brand becomes toxic in the eyes of its fan base. And like Image. we've said Yeah, the image issue. Like we've said a couple of times in recent shows how like WWE is a company that makes it so hard to cheer for them. Like regardless of your feelings about the product itself, they do things as a corporation that and as a business that make it just so hard as a fan to continue to support in any way. And it's just like you hate that. But that is also the fucking reality Like, clearing house the way that they do, or the way that they do and the way that they have several times over the last couple months, seemingly without warning, releasing huge names in the process, not only does it run the risk of destabilizing or making your product not very good, but it also turns your fans against you. And I think that relates to things like lower gates, lower merch, like... These things are all related because now, and now, you know, regardless of your feelings about AEW as a company, because they also make questionable corporate decisions and do a lot of fucked up things, um, they still provide a different option if you want to go to a wrestling event and if it's just a televised show having been to WWE TV in the last couple of years and AEW TV in the last couple of years the AEW TV product is more enjoyable to go to live as a fan mm-hmm. because of the way that AEW structures the show we've talked about it before going to a taping for WWE is a chore because the way that the show is structured, they have so many moments where things happen like wrestler makes entrance five minute commercial break where wrestler literally stands in the ring and does nothing. Music hits as if wrestler literally just walked to the ring five seconds ago and nothing happened at all. Right. So I I
3: think, and I I know, I know Rance, you probably want to get some, get some time in here, but I just want to say, and I'll pull it over, to, throw it over to you, I think WWE suffers. And if this is a real term, I don't know it. I'm just making it up right now because it popped in my head. I think they suffer from the Walmart effect is what I would call it. And I think we all suffer from that as consumers in general of anything. If you are familiar with Walmart, and I'm assuming most of our listeners are, Walmart is massive retail store literally the
1: like i i can say because it was mentioned on one of the news stories i showed my students today the largest private employer in the nation
3: okay yeah so there you go but think about walmart right it is so convenient to go to walmart because if you especially if you live where i live there's a fucking walmart everywhere right like it is so easy well and if you live in places
1: like where you and i live well not necessarily where i live if you live in places like in large parts of middle America. That's all there is. If right. you live in some of these small ass one horse towns, that is the store
3: Right. And so I think with that, what happens is we know if you know enough about Walmart's corporate structure, shitty. Okay. They don't pay well. Benefits are shitty. If you're part-time, you get nothing. Like, I mean, Walmart is shitty. Okay. However, it's very hard to boycott Walmart because it's so convenient. I understand like we all have principles and values and things like that, but it's, it's basically like that with almost anything like you have to, it's either, you know, how your values align. If I hate Walmart and the way they do their employees and I say, I'm not going to Walmart anymore. In a lot of ways, why am I watching WWE? Cause they treat their employees a lot of times in the same manner. And that yeah. accounts for a lot of other companies. We just, you, when you start thinking about corporations in general, you're going to find very few that do things in a way that make you proud to want to be to consume that product or, or, or whatever it is. Yet oftentimes we find ourselves going there because it's convenient for us. There's a meme out there. That's like, you guys have probably seen it before where it's like a guy he's walking, he's poor. He's got like a knapsack on his back or whatever. And he's like, I wish society was better or whatever. And this guy pops out of a well and he's like, yeah, you participate in society strange or whatever basically all he's saying is like look sometimes this is just the shit that we're dealt with and we've got to we got to live in this we still got to live in this society it's very hard to make those choices especially when smaller products or the mom and pops or those stuff like that are going to be more expensive you know maybe you're getting better quality maybe AEW is better quality right but maybe it's more difficult maybe they're not as accessible or whatever i'm not saying that's the case but that's an example i can use you know and i think WWE suffers from that. and We as fans suffer from that because they're the big dog still, whether we like it or not, in a lot of ways. And I think that is just one of those things where it's like, do I really cut the cord here? Like, because can we trust, like AEW might be around a while, but can we trust all these other small wrestling promotions to stick around? Like if I cut the cord on WWE and then, I don't know, AEW fails, well then now I have no wrestling to watch. Or maybe I yeah. go, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's kind of, you fall into that, that pit a little bit. So sorry, I spoke a lot there, but go ahead.
2: It's good. It's good to hear you fucking talk on the show. It's no, (laughs) it's, it's no easily accessible wrestling. I get you. When I think about the situation, what makes me, you said something Kyle, that kind of like touched my antenna and it was, um, you're talking about how the, how the, Fans aren't don't want aren't gonna want to support the brand in a certain way with the way they keep acting, right? Well ultimately, from what WWE has shown us, they don't give a fuck. Because they're not they're not catering to that, those fans. Right? And I think of it like Marvel, right? And I know this is a there's many many similarities, but this one may not be on the nose, but you get what I'm saying. I am a comic book purchaser. Like Currently, I still buy comics. And so there are many of these. Well, all Yeah, the they books. announced a new Daredevil series is coming. They did. And there's a new Sam Wilson, Captain America. There's a lot. They're doing new shit, right? Which is dope. Um, But all of these comic book properties, whether it's the Marvel movies, the Marvel shows, the DC movies, the DC And shows. you
1: can hear Rance talk about all of them on Bandwagon Nerds right here on the Chairshot Radio Network.
2: Ashtag journalism, well done. Um, but all of this stuff comes from, at some point, a story in a, in a print comic. 90%, 85% 90% of the people watching these things have never read that comic. Know nothing about that comic. So if Marvel was just to cater to the people watching, who read comics, they wouldn't be making money. You know? And there has been some backlash. Michael B. Jordan casted as Johnny Storm. Well, we don't like it because not, well, a lot of it I'm sure was because it was a black dude, but because Johnny Storm isn't black in the comics. You know? Or Black Widow movie, Taskmaster was a woman. Who gives a fuck? He's, the person's behind a mask. You never know who they are. But in the comics, Taskmaster was a man. And things of that nature, right? Thanos, Thanos didn't destroy the universe and get the Infinity Gauntlet because he was trying to get at Death, Lady Death. He did it because he wanted balance in the in the in the universe. Pe- comic book fans would have their problems with that, and so I feel like, unfortunately, the way like you said, the society mean the way our society is listed, and the way capitalism is listed, and the way making money in large in this com- country is 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 laid out, is that you cater to the masses and you don't worry about the people, the 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 smaller. The IWC really is a small section of wrestling fans. And and you know, I used to have this argue with
3: a my lot convincing of good... them of that, but yes. Well they,
2: yeah, they'll never listen. Well, I've, I had this argument regularly with my good friend uh Chad Matthews, the doc. And he hates this argument because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't attack his issue with creativity. But there is no way they are making this money. And they are getting all these deals, not just in America, everywhere. The Europe Europe deal, the India deal, the MENA deal that's going to be made, everywhere. And people aren't watching. their, Their YouTube is top 10 in the world. Their TikTok is top 10 in the world. They have, of all quote unquote sports league, they have the most Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter followers of all of them. That includes NFL people are consuming the product. So, it's it's such a it's such a I'm with you. Sometimes I I, I hate the fact that I support this company. But what else am I going to do? You know? I hate the fact that I go to Chick-fil-A. I don't feel good about going there, but the chicken's fucking good. So it's like I don't what do you do in these situations? And I didn't mean to get that philosophical to start off the show, but I thought that interview was interesting because I all, I'm a reasons person. Y'all know that about me. Stuff can't just happen for no reason. I need to know a reason for it. And it's always interesting to get into the mind of this dude who we know nothing about and see even if it's just speculative speculative. Speculative? Speculative. speculative? speculative. Why he's make thank you. Thank th- thank you, Mr. Five
1: Degrees. Um why he's doing this shit. So No, but it it is an interesting interview though, because like it also just shines a light on like okay but you're doing all of these mass releases of talent and like cutting the cord on a lot of people and like you know we see rumors of things like obviously it looks like roddy strong's wrapping things up and he'll probably go join the rest of them over in aew and like
2: no he just resigned he's there for another three years
1: oh he did just resign he resigned before all the releases started happening
2: oh well good with that yeah But no, I'm i sure some more of them probably are going to be gone. But no, Roddy's there for a while. That's why why he's been working the main roster recently.
1: Either way, not the point. Not the point. Point really just being, you know, they're doing all of these releases in the name of budget cuts, but then you have people like Ali who are asking for their release because they don't want to be there anymore and they're sitting on it. Like, no, we're not going to do that. And it's just like... What the fuck is the like? What the fuck is your problem? You're cutting up. You're cutting bait on all these other people that don't want to go. I'm volunteering to leave with my big ass salary. And Ali is such a
2: such a unique situation too, because if you believe the reports that have been listed and the words that he said himself, if anybody knows anything about Mustafa Ali, his his heritage, his nationality, and his uh, religion are of paramount. Importance to him, and it matters how he is viewed. When he was younger, he was wrestling in some indie shows in Chicago, and he was playing the heel. Of course, most Middle Eastern people get given the terrorist or the whatever heel gimmick, and he saw kids in the crowd, and he had to question: Are these kids booing me because I'm doing a good job at my character? Are they booing me? And what am I teaching them by doing this? Which is why he had for so for the overwhelming majority of his career, he had always vowed to say, I'm never going to I will not play heel. And if I if I do play heel, it's not, it's going to have nothing to do with my nationality, my heritage or my uh, m- my religious beliefs. And there was an argument. This was reported. Take that with a grain of salt, but it is from reputable people, The the more reputable people. That him and Vince had a major blow-up fight because Vince wanted him to do something that he just didn't rock with. And directly after that argument, that big fight, he went on paternity leave. He asked for paternity He asked for one week off because he had a child. And he's been gone ever since. So it it's this is way bigger than, say, rest in peace to my boy Brody Lee, a Luke, Har- Luke Harper situation who just ain't being used. Now this is the situation of a guy who's not being used, who's been underused, and I don't want to say mistreated, but not given things. He had not given one, the situ-
1: He had the worst timed injury ever, and then was just completely thrown aside when he came back.
2: And but that's one thing. Remember, he was supposed to win Money in the Bank when Brock won. That was the last. That was a day of decision. He was scheduled. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying.
1: He had he was scheduled for that push. He got hurt. And then he was never really invested in ever again.
3: Yeah, so I the Ali situation is interesting because I agree with everything y'all are saying. Um, but I think it two two things here. I think that there it can go one of two ways. And I don't once again, everything we say is gonna be we're speculating because we don't really know. You know, we get all we get is reports and stuff like that. But the first thing I would say is that the only reason I could see WWE saying, "Okay, we're not going to release you," because surely it doesn't have anything to do with worrying that he's going to go somewhere else. Like I, I just don't. If anyway, you don't care, if you clearly. yeah, if you don't give a shit, then what do you? You know what I mean? You can't. You can't say you don't if care. If they let and Brian then...
1: Danielson walk, they don't give a. Book. Exactly. Exactly. So
3: my thought is this: it's one of two things. Well, it's just one thing, really. I have another thought. My, my thought on this is that they think that maybe if we keep him under contract for however long it is, I don't know, that maybe we can repair that relationship. Maybe that's what, what happened, whatever happened with him and Vince, can be repaired. And if that's the case, sure, I get like I get it. But sometimes, you know, as an employee, though, maybe to him it can't be repaired. You know, and so that's 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 the thing. But I think to get back on our kind of the thing where the stuff we were talking about a little bit just a minute ago, I think once again, we'll go back to wrestling unions, right? Like, ha, like th- these guys sign these contracts and as much as it sucks, you signed on the dotted line, you know? And I don't, and I don't want to be that guy who's like, man, you know, but mm, like you said, yes, I agreed to be here for this amount of time. And because we don't have, there's no negotiations otherwise, you're stuck. And that's just, and WWE owns your rights. It's, it's, it's the same thing. The same shit happens in the NFL, all these other sports leagues where guys are like, Aaron Rodgers wanted to go. And they're like, no, we're keeping your ass. Like, you know, like, what do you, you, we own your rights. That's why you need negotiation tactics and things like that to protect sure. you from bullshit like this. You know, and so that's the only thing I can really say in terms of the Ollie situation. I feel for him because I'm I'm with him and I'm, you know, I'm very much solidarity on things like that, you know, employee rights, especially. But man, it's just a brutal, brutal situation. And it is odd why, I, why they pick and choose who goes, who doesn't. Some ask for their release and get it. Some don't. And I think it has to do with them wanting to repair the relationship. But this one feels different than the rest of them, right? Like, I
2: remember remember when Pac, okay, Neville, wanted out. Now, I was on WWE's side in this situation because he refused to quit. He wanted them to fire him. He refused to quit. So he went away. He just left. He just walked out, right? Brody Lee, Luke Harper, actually tried to quit, and they said no. Those are two different situations, right? In this situation, it feels different. Because Ali clearly wouldn't ask out, in my opinion, if we believe everything we've been told, if he wasn't so offended by what was given to him. And it's interesting because clearly Vince is either so old and senile or so in the bubble or so ultra busy and, and involved with everything that he may, that he's not paying attention to doesn't know. Ali has talked about that very story and those very pretenses and, and opinions and feelings. On network television, on and interviews on the show, the wrestling shows, and in documentaries on the network. So, this isn't something that is that that isn't a feeling that's random. And so, sometimes to preserve a relationship, you gotta let a person go because the more you push, and the more, and this is a, this may be a bad example to some people, but CM Punk is the king of that, right? If they would have never gave that dude his walking papers on his wedding day, which, however you feel about that is what it is, he may not hate this company like he does.
1: Vince's career is littered with proof of the fact that oftentimes you need a break from Vince McMahon in order to preserve your relationship with Vince McMahon. 100%. Hogan needed a break with Vince McMahon. Uh, Holland Nash needed a break. Bret Hart needed a break. Shawn Michaels needed a break. Austin. Austin needed a break. Rock needed a break. Like, everybody at some point or another in their career gets to the point where they just... They need a break from Vince. They need need a minute. They need some space to either go wrestle for another company or go try Hollywood or go do some other shit. Like... Like... Vince's career is littered with proof of that. Like Vince is the kind of boss that, like, every couple of years you gonna need to walk away.
3: So I I think a little bit it speaks to maybe the value that they actually have with you know what how they feel. But maybe maybe Vince is the one that's out of the bubble. I think of the Dan LeBatar thing where he doesn't watch the show. You know, like so he has no fucking clue what Ali may or may not have said about not wanting a. A terrorist gimmick or whatever, right? Yeah, but like I, so that's I get that. But maybe the company as a whole, and including vets, you know, have feel like Ali has a certain value. Maybe it has something to do with wanting to have a diverse roster. You know, I don't know. Like maybe there's all kinds of underlying things there that can make you say, well, maybe that's why they're hanging on to him. Because outside of that. There's no reason to. It's not. It's not a ratings thing. It's not like Ali's going to go to AEW and all of a sudden they're going to win the ratings war.
2: If he did, you know? he
3: still wouldn't give a fuck. He, <laughs> right,
2: he exactly. He's he made a joke on an investor call that maybe would we'll just give them extra people. He does right. not care. Yeah. But I do truly believe that of the people on his roster, Mustafa Ali is one of the people he people he respects and appreciates more than most because Vince has always said, "I appreciate people who come to me and are a man. They talk to me." And I did, they they're not um um uh, they're not what's the word i'm looking for um, scared isn't what i'm looking for but you know what I'm talking about okay, they're yes not intimidated man, but... by me they're not intimidated okay. by me yeah. they can talk to me like like you know the way you know tell me how you really feel be honest with me and Ali has done that i also but i also look at all the history of the people who's at their releases and right now Brian Kendrick asked for his release and he's not even a, he's not even a, a regular wrestler you know what I'm saying? He He's an a NXT producer. Why won't you let him go? It, 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 uh, there is no rhyme or reason to the things that they are doing.
1: Yeah, no, at the end of the day it, what makes it ultimately a shit look that they can't explain is you are releasing all sorts of talent in the name of budget cuts. So if you are cutting budget why would you deny a talent's request to be released? That's really yep. just what it all comes down to. Beautifully said. So, yeah, no,
2: I
3: I mean, I 100% agree. I just, the only thing I can say to even counter is we don't always have the full story, no matter how much we would like to think that we do, you know, I mean, even the guys that report this stuff, you know, of course, you know, me with the journalism anyway, on when it comes to wrestling journalists, but I, I mean, we don't always know everything and I, that's, I. That's all I got. I got nothing else. I
2: don't have a good. Count, yeah, you know, my, my only, my yeah, like you, the only thing I can think that it can be for Ali, I can't speak for Kendrick because that's stupid. Right. Is that he wants to preserve the relationship and he's scared of a lawsuit. Yeah, could be. That's
1: yep.
2: the only thing I yep. think of.
1: Because what other, what other reasons would you keep on?
3: Yeah,
1: no, that's that's fair. And on that note, y'all, we're gonna take a quick break because we got to pay some bills, and then we'll come back with part two. Thanks for helping us pay those bills, y'all. And while you're at it, you should go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and get you some of that sweet, sweet merch. Maybe a hashtag journalism shirt in that soft, soft style. Because it feels, oh, so very good on your skin. I think so. I have a few. And uh, speaking of, you know, going and returning and taking breaks, um... Brother Rance, hit him with these, like, comeback rumors, because, like, I don't know how I feel about him, and I want to talk about it.
2: There were a few. There were a few comeback rumors. Clearly, one of the rumors is Bailey. Um Girls, you better. Ding-dong, hello. I, I hope she's healthy, because I follow her Instagram, and she shows she's at the chiropractor, not the chiropractor, but the um, rehab center, every day working on that knee, but I hope she's one of them. Um. There have been two reports about Oscar and Kyrie Sane possibly being in the Rumble. It uh, um, feels like time. Oscar is time for Oscar for sure. I'd be shocked if Kyrie comes back only because her contract just ended and she's free now. Um but the main one is maybe the biggest draw in the women's division history.
1: Becky Lynch is in the Royal Rumble? Well, I mean <laughs> Alexa um, Bliss?
2: Well, they, res- both these people wrestled. wrestled they resurrected Germany. China. China wasn't no damn draw in the women's division. She was a draw on the men's division. Damn it. God she was a damn draw for right, the whole damn, damn you company. You got it. Um, UFC Hall of Famer Rowdy, Rau- 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 blah, 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 Ronda Rousey. Ronda been- Rousey? <laughs> I don't see his Italian now. Okay. <laughs> Look, i have just um, throwing shit out there. Uh, it's been rumored to possibly come back, and uh, WWE wants her back desperately. And she's been seen training, and of course, you know, she's an athlete. Travis Brown is still a, uh active fighter, so I'm sure they work out. She just had a baby about a year and a half ago. Um, But it's, it's it may be time, though. And if she comes back, we're about to preview the Rumble here in a sec. It
1: changes everything. I mean... Number one, we said it a a few weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, we said it a few minutes ago, gates are down, ratings are down, merch is down, and she pushes those things, so of course Mm -hmm. they want her back desperately. Mm -hmm. Number two, I said it, I think, last show that we had, Brother Ants. how many zeros?
2: All the zeros, bitch, give them to me. Every single one of them. No, but
1: I'm just saying, like, how, like, because, like, when people are saying, oh, is she going to come back? Or why would she come back? She hated it or whatever. How many zeros are on this check?
2: Well, I guarantee you this there's not five people in a company that can get more zeros than Ronda.
1: I'm just saying. Daddy Vince going back up to Brinks truck if he gotta, I guess. I mean, from a creative standpoint, do I care if she comes back? I mean, I don't really care. It does change everything because, like, if she comes back, then obviously she has to win the Rumble so that she can finally call out Becky and her, and Becky can go one on one and do the whole thing. And <laughs> I don't even know if I care about that. I don't even know y- if I care about that. Y- but y- that's obvious. He's say. so
3: disgusted. <laughs>
1: I'm not disgusted. I don't. I just don't agree with that. But yeah,
3: that's fine. <laughs> I'm not disgusted.
1: <laughs> right. I don't necessarily yeah. think it's the way that they should go. I just am basing it on the way that this company operates, and that's where well well, that direction true. they'll go in.
3: That's very yeah. True. No, yes. that's cool. I, I'm with you. I uh, as far as Rousey goes. First of all, if Rousey comes back, I'm gonna pop. Okay. <laughs> like, no, I, yes. you always pop for shocks like that. Yeah, don't give a damn about your bad reputation. Yeah. Like, I mean, Rousey. But I do disagree that she would have to win the Rumble. I mean, you got to remember, you got two championships uh, on the brands. Like, she doesn't have to win the Rumble to challenge Becky. That's not
1: a thing. Again, literally I'm just operating the way that this company. No, no. no. Is.
3: And it would not shock me by any stretch, but you Batista could very easily say, oh, Becky sees her out. Say what? Batista 2014. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, and well, and, and you could, I mean, Rod Rousey. Is a, would make much more sense than winning it than Batista did in 2014. You know, and Ron is not pushing a movie or anything that I'm aware of. But at the same time, like, I will say, that's not a story you have to tell about her winning the Rumble. Becky could literally just be like, this bitch is back? And go out there and throw her ass out, you know, and be I don't like, know. Nah, be so, you ain't, uh-uh.
1: It would be so fucking WWE. To shoot themselves in the foot, but also create their next mega face by having Bailey return in the Rumble, and everybody wants Bailey to fucking win, only to have Ronda Rousey win the fucking Rumble and have everybody hate it.
2: So, basically, well, yeah. Batiste in 2014, yep. throwing out Roman Reigns? Yep. All right. Got you. Yep.
3: Yep. <laughs> right. So, I, as far as this goes, man, with, with Rousey, like... You're crazy. Like, I'm not, you're not crazy. That's not fair. But I just find it odd that people wouldn't want her back because she's good for the product in general. Brings more eyes, which is good. That's a good thing. If you're a wrestling fan, you want more people watching this shit. Right. And uh, there's also, there is an unfinished story there. She never got the one on one with Becky, like you just mentioned. And not to mention, she's actually good at wrestling. <laughs> like, it's, shouldn't we want people that are, all I ever hear about is how, you know these wrestlers in WWE suck and it's not like they're not any good and like AEW had the best wrestlers and we watch it for the wrestling and the wrestling and the wrestling okay well Ronda's pretty fucking good last I checked last I remember she had pretty good matches while she was when she was there she got one of the biggest pops ever at her Wrestlemania debut and was awesome the match might have been the best on the card like she, you know her being back should excite people outside of maybe if you have any personal issues with Ronda, which I that's understand. The, that's the problem with Ronda. Ronda's so, issue yeah.
2: is that people don't like her personally, and Ronda has always been a person who hasn't been able to keep her game face on in the midst of real-life um, controversy. So, right. like, she lets her personal feelings, and, the and like, the fans can get at her. Like, you look at a heel like Baron Corbin, who takes all the negativity he gets from the fans. You mean happy Corbin? Well happy Corbin now, but you know. Yes. Well yes. And 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 but he but he gets all the negativity and takes it and uses it as his character. Rhonda, Spread you can sheer. see it you can see it visibly affect her. For sure. So like yeah, Yes, yeah, she's very thin skinned. And to your point about her, she's a very good wrestler for somebody who has been wrestling
1: for a
3: year. Yeah, I'm not saying she's, you know, fucking, I don't know, Sasha I mean, Banks um, or anything, but
1: to be fair, I mean, to be fair, she's a better wrestler than Dana Brooke. Well shit. I took one she's bump. She's on in par my life. with a I mean, she's on, she's at least on par with Alexa. I'm just I'm
2: taking one bump in my life and I'm a better fucking wrestler than Dana Brooke, So chill with that shit.
1: She is I'm God, just saying I'm, I'm just saying Ronda's at least as good, if not better, than Alexa. Yeah,
2: yeah, that, that's, that's the that's the minimum, but she and, but,
1: and her ceiling is much higher. Oh
2: yeah, well very, that's what, but that's match. what I'm
1: saying. Like, I, you know, and I bring Alexa up because you know, and I don't even bring her up to disrespect her the way that other people do. But Alexa Bliss is great proof that you can be mediocre as fuck at the wrestling part and still attain massive, massive success within the world yeah. of wrestling. Facts, all facts. Um,
2: I am, I am. This is this is the most interesting thing to me about the Rumble, which is probably why it's Carl's favorite pay per view. Rumble it season, is- yeah, because it's like. It's the surprise entrants that are just for fodder, right? Like, I sincerely doubt that Summer Ray and Kelly Kelly going to do anything major in the Rumble. But it's cool to see him back. Hardcore country! Yeah, right? <laughs> Mickey's going to have a run, but she's not going to win the damn thing. But then it's the people who, who come back who could win. Who've been going for a while like oscar bailey or maybe ronda my
1: only but- hope for that women's rumble speaking of people coming back that like have been announced for the match my legitimate only hope Lita, don't break your neck baby don't yeah break your neck, baby. yeah I'll, yeah she needs to get please don't out. do a moonsault or a Lita yeah. rana or like no don't do none of those things come in <laughs> hose. Very quickly, get your ass eliminated and handle the headset, honey.
2: Well, she's going to be one of the favorites because her and Charlotte got a few going on, so that's something. But uh, but also, it's the people who you don't expect to come back who could possibly be winners. And then it's the people who you expect who are going to be the top people like Bianca uh, or, uh, uh, or Rhea or Speaking Biggie Bianca. or Drew.
1: Who eliminates more people this year, Bianca or Cesaro?
2: When we get there, we when we when we break down the rump, uh, Bianca clearly. But
1: <laughs> I don't know, Cesaro's, I think Cesaro's due for an Iron Man run before he gets eliminated in like Maybe. ridiculous fashion. Not this year, um, girl. That's why it's going to happen because you don't
2: expect it. Well, <laughs> but it's it's but it's, it's interesting to
0: me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, you know, I love the Rumble. We didn't even have, to, I mean, I don't have to, you can, nobody, you couldn't, I can't say it better than you just did. I mean, that's, that's the surprise and that's part of it. And it's the first, like, if I can go, well, I cannot watch wrestling for like eight months. Like, after WrestleMania is over, I could like stop and be like, all right, fuck it, I'm out. And then the second I know it's Rumble time, all of a sudden I'm like, let me turn the channel on real quick. You know what I mean? Cause that stretch from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania is, in my opinion, still, The best part, the best thing about wrestling, that two, three-month period right there, eight, nine weeks, whatever it is, to me will always be the best thing about wrestling, period. You know what's the best thing about the Rumble is this year? Saturday, bitches! That as well. I can watch on Sunday. I can still turn around and watch my uh, NFL championship games. I don't even care
1: about that. I just like being able to watch the entire show and, like, sleep late the next day. No, I would do that anyway, because I'm useless. I'll stay up all night. I don't care. But yeah, I, I teach like kids this. I can't sleep late on a Monday. Fair enough. So, speaking of rumble season... Brother Rance, hit us with that rumble. So, um...
2: There are four matches on the undercard. Let's start off with the uh, mixed tag match between the Grit couple and the It couple. Edge and Beth Phoenix are... Uh, Facing the Miz and Maurice. Who do you guys have?
1: Do you even, do you, by the way, hold on. Have they had a one on one yet? Yes. The last, last, the last pay per view. Last pay per view was the first match between them, yes? Yeah. Okay. 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 It couple wins. Blow off match at WrestleMania, both one on ones. Um,
3: you guys you guys are gonna love me because I actually watched Raw this week. Um, so I know and SmackDown on Friday, like I'm just fucking crushing it. Actually, you know, I go and hang out with a buddy of mine on Friday nights, and he always has it on. You have friends? Uh, you know, you'd be God, surprised. Damn. And and we he always has it on, and I just kind of like we kind of watch a little bit while we're jibber jabbering or whatever. So I can up a little. Uh I'm gonna agree. I think it couple wins. I I don't know like. Miz and Maurice didn't correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they also have a mixed tag against John and Nikki? Yep, oh, a 30, couple, however 33, many WrestleManias
2: ago,
1: like give them a win.
3: Like, you know, I know that Miz and Miz is a shithead, and Maurice
1: is, you know, also a shithead in terms but of, but they're also role. like incredibly lovable, and everybody knows it.
3: Yeah, like I just feel like, you know, I, maybe they haven't, maybe the new season of Miz and Mrs. is coming or something. I don't know, but like, I, I. Yeah, yeah, maybe a blow-off happens, but I'm down for them to just win and not be the end of it, honestly.
1: It's just incredibly lovable people. Honestly, all four of them are just incredibly lovable people.
3: I'm excited to see Beth. You know, I, I like Beth, Beth. Beth's great. I mean, I, I mean, Edge is Edge, obviously. But, yeah, I think it'll be – I like the hit couple.
2: Uh, Edge and Beth win, and the feud is over. They okay. may have one more match on TV, but Edge is – it's gearing to a big match at WrestleMania, okay. so you know I don't I don't see them doing another a mixed tag. If they were gonna do the mixed tag, it would have been saved for WrestleMania. So the fact that they're doing it at the Rumble lets me know that this is gonna be done. feud is gonna be done before Mania. Which um, also
3: makes perfect sense. So
2: yeah, uh, but I I would not be surprised if Miz and Maurice get to steal the win. Um, the Raw Women's Championship match. Becky Lynch is defending against everybody's favorite terrible named wrestler.
1: Dewdrop. Drop. I love you, Piper, but you ain't winning this match. Next question. Yep. She ain't winning shit. Next. Hey, but she got
2: a she got a mention on the outside. Oh, but I love her. No, but I love oh, her. She's like, she got her. a
1: nice future in WWE. Yeah, okay, don't she put really me does. Wrong. Like Drop, Piper Niven, call her whatever the fuck you want. I love her. Like Big Girl can wrestle. She's charismatic. She's fun. But she ain't winning this fucking match. <laughs>
2: no. Oh, you'll like this. Uh, Kyle Danhausen made his AW de- debut tonight.
1: Oh, did he do it in the? He must have done it in the match between uh, Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy.
2: I, it doesn't tell me how. I just got the alert that he made his debut. So, but that, that makes a lot. You know of sense.
1: what? Like it does make a lot of sense. Number one, he's had a low key feud on Twitter with the Ass Boys forever. That's um, just hilarious. It is so fucking funny. But number two, love that Dan has him.
2: Do you know who the ass boys are, Carl? Uh,
1: It's Billy Gunn and his son, right? No, okay, it's his, his two sons. sons. His two
3: sons.
2: Because so, oh, okay. if Billy Gunn is the ass man, they clearly his yeah. kids are the ass boy. Oh, and Austin, okay.
3: And, I didn't know he had Austin two kids. Be,
1: My bad. Yeah, I didn't they know. are very close in age. I think Austin is like 24 and Colton is like around our age. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay, so next, now we're getting into like prime real estate type stuff now here. The Universal Championship, Seth Rollins Seth freaking Rollins now is uh, facing the head of the table, the tribal chief, and the man on the shirt in which I wear who sets the who sets the, the table that I sit this at, Roman Reigns. Important to note, the Usos are banned from ringside. What you got?
3: Roman.
0: <laughs>
3: I mean, look, yeah i mean well not to just it sucks that i can't say more really because it's like okay obviously you want to talk about the history and yada 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 and seth is fucking awesome like you don't want to just be like oh fuck it seth doesn't matter here he's losing but he's not winning like i don't i don't know if roman's losing at wrestlemania either but he damn sure is going to be defending that belt at wrestlemania like you don't have him hold the title this long to be like you know what gonna pull that strap off of you at the rumble like that's that shit ain't (laughs) happening so he's he's 100 winning i would be shocked the usos are still going to somehow get involved i'm pretty sure and either that or maybe he just beats him clean because you know seth has always beaten him as the the thing right so Mm -hmm. yeah maybe he just beats him clean i don't know but i yeah roman for sure
1: Kyle, seth rollins is a great wrestler i like seth a lot he ain't winning this fucking match next question
2: I I agree that Roman Look, me, wins. I'm just
3: trying to get some commentary here, okay? I didn't go.
2: I agree Roman Reigns wins, but I do think that we are selling massively short how much of a of how much close how close this could be because like you said, the only person who has regularly given it to Roman Reigns besides Brock Lesnar is Seth Rollins.
3: The match will be a banger. Period. Oh, it'll all. be a it great is. match. Like I'm looking forward to it. Like let's
2: and, go. And there's a world in which if Seth wins this match, the next match, the WWE the WWE championship, Brock Brock Lesnar is defending against Bobby Lashley. If Brock wins and defends, Roman faces Brock for that championship. So there's a world here where Seth really could win the title.
3: Yeah, there it is. I yeah, I just don't I don't see I don't know if that's a transition into me picking the next match or well not, it is but...
2: and for the record Roman's winning the damn match. We know that, but just for the record, there's a world. Brock yeah. versus
3: Bobby. Go ahead. This ahead. one's actually tougher because while I do think Brock is going to win, well, it's, this is tougher to me because usually you don't see world title changes at the Rumble very often. It's not like a thing. I don't like I feel like you could look that up historically and you wouldn't see just a ton of world title changes yeah. because they want the champion to be like they want they want kind of want it to have like you know, oh it's Brock Lesnar, right? So who's going to are they going to go after Roman or are they going to go after Brock? But Bobby's been as much of a threat. And this is a dream match. And also, Brock was shoehorned into that title match, the, yeah. five, the four man, right? Because Roman had COVID. Yeah. So, my only thought is if you, if Brock retains, it changes like how I look at the Rumble, you know? So, I'm kind of like, I feel like this is the one scenario where I could see Bobby Lashley, where I could see a world title change. Just because of that fact. Like I feel like Brock and Roman, I don't think they're gonna do some kind of unification thing. So I just feel like Brock's gonna drop it and he's gonna wrestle Roman at WrestleMania. That that's where I'm at with that.
2: And to your point about title changes at WrestleMania at Royal Rumbles, the reason they normally don't do them, in my opinion, is because the title the title matches aren't the draws, the rumbles are sure. Done.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what's fair. the point
2: of doing it when it's not gonna be the main thing you remember?
3: Well you can open with that match. I, I think as a matter of fact, I think if they do open, I think that I think Brock will drop it. Um, But if they don't open, then I think you probably got to say Bobby is going to lose. But I, I like Lashley maybe here, I
1: think. Go ahead, Kyle. Roman is somehow responsible for Brock Lesnar losing this match. Whether it's Roman gets the Usos to do it, whether it's Roman gets Paul to do it, whether it's Roman... Intimidates someone into restarting. Like, I don't know how it's going to fucking happen, but Roman Reigns is going to make sure that Bobby Lashley walks out of that arena with the WWE title.
2: Once again, we all are in agreement. Bobby Lashley would be your champion. And this match, like, I know we all know this is scripted and whatnot. This match means everything to Bobby. It is the sole reason why he he came came back to WWE. Yeah. Looking forward to this one, too. Yeah. And Brock is Brock has shown himself to be a person that
3: like he'll look out for somebody when
2: it matters to them.
3: That's like he did with Goldberg. This is big meaty men slap of meat right here. Bumping meat or whatever. This is this is like a dr- it is a dream match for real, but just in general. Yes. Like I just want to see them beat the shit out of each other. I'm here for it.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, give these guys like fifteen minutes of just massive like massive meatiness. Okay. Which rumble are we going over first? The women's or the men's?
1: Let's go over the men's first. We'll let the women have the uh, final billing because they'll probably not be the final match of the night. Yeah, good point.
2: So here's who's here is who the people who are announced for the rumble. Okay, Johnny Knoxville, yes, from Jackass. He's gonna win. Well, I right, well then that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> uh, so Knoxville, Austin Theory, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Sheamus, the US, United States champion, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Sami Zane, Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin, Kevin Owens, Omos, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, Randy Orton and Riddle, Otis and Chad Gable, the tag team champions. And then there were eight superstars not to be, that have not been announced. So those eight surprises, which I'd imagine is like Tommaso Ciampa and maybe Braun Breaker and Gunther or whatever it is. But all right.
1: God, that's such so, a fucking dumb name.
2: <laughs> well, I'll train much better. But yes, Gunther. Yeah, I mean, Gunther- you're
1: right. It's not. But
2: Let's like, not get on that tangent at all. I've, got I've my- talked about that too many damn times. Yes.
1: No, I ain't here to talk about it because like we're all on the same page about it.
2: Yes, 100%. Two questions. Who wins and your
3: Final Four?
1: Three questions.
3: Throw an Iron Man in there as well. Well, it's not Cesaro. <laughs> uh, Kyle, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay, so I actually think I shouldn't I – should, I'm just picking off of bias, but also because the guy has been, like, just banger after banger after banger, like, for the last year and a half, two years now. Not going to win, probably not even Final Four, Maybe final Four Iron Man Sheamus. I think he's gonna get a nice long run in this rumble, throw oh. a lot of fucking people out and get eliminated at some point um, <clears throat> so that's my Iron Man as far as final Four goes, Kevin Owens um, big big e Langston oh fucking hell I don't know like it gets it just gets hard after this like I just, like I got two in my head automatically, and then it's like I don't know um. <laughs> Randy Orton, he's always seemed to be a, fi- a good Final Four choice, although that's like three Raw superstars. Um, and uh, let me just throw one out there. How about Happy Corbin? Maybe he gets a nice long – he's a Final Four, because I think Kevin Owens is going to win. Um, that, that's my choice. I really don't – I don't have a great prediction for this one because I haven't been keeping up with the stories and stuff like that. But, like, I just kind of feel like anybody could win this one. But because I think Brock is dropping the title, um, and I think he's going to go after Roman, I don't think you need a SmackDown superstar to win the Rumble. Owens is raw, right? Like, I'm not crazy, am I? Okay. Owens is raw, yes. Yeah, so I think a raw superstar is going to win to go after Lashley. So I like Owens.
1: Carl thinks Owens was promised a Royal Rumble win to re-sign with the
3: company. <laughs> hey. Uh. How many zeros, sir? <laughs> how many?
2: Yes, how
1: many um, zeros?
2: He got a lot, apparently.
1: My Iron Man is, it's a conspiracy, damn it, Sami Zayn. Um, that. Not because he actually Iron Mans, but because he somehow gets knocked, like, under the middle <laughs> rope or some shit early in the match and, like, pulls one of those bullshit sneakeroos where he just, Pools like, creep ass. Gino, yeah, Santino. Yeah, just creeps his ass back in about an hour into the match, and uh, he's gonna eliminate
3: Johnny Knoxville. We better fucking eliminate. Him. I remember be pissed.
1: No, like, oh, he's gonna be eliminated. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, he'll be eliminated by Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, I mean,
3: if he's no. the Iron, if he's the Iron Man, I mean, how long is Knoxville in this fucking? No, Knoxville's
1: does? gonna get a late number.
3: Oh yeah, like 20, uh, 29. Here comes Johnny Knoxville. He could be the next WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but the final four, <laughs> yeah. the final four are. Um, Kevin, Big E, Corbin, and um, in all seriousness, though, I will put Sammy in my final four. Um, I think Big E will win.
3: That was my second thought. I thought Big E as well. Like, it's, you know, a reward for dropping the title when he probably wasn't going to. I one, think, and, one, and right. I think
1: the way that it'll work is, so Corbin will get eliminated, and then Kevin and Sammy will team up on Big E, only for Big E to overcome the odds and take out the soulmates. I like it.
2: All right. Y'all ready, Y'all ready for my ridic- my ridiculousness? My soulmate, it. Sammy Zane. Um, My uh, Iron Man is Montez Ford.
1: All right, then. Is he finally going to break away from Angelo Dawkins?
2: I think this is where he shows everybody that, yeah, it's on the way. My final four is, of course, Big E, is AJ Styles, is Austin Theory, and Montez Ford. All right. And my winner is Montez... No, I'm I'm joking. It's Big E. (laughs) Yeah. No, Biggie wins. This this is Biggie's time. Yeah. It's Biggie's time to get that big match, that big thing, uh, that big uh, title win at WrestleMania. And go ahead and show the world uh, that, you know, big meaty men slapping meat deserves a main event at WrestleMania.
3: <laughs> Definitely here for it. That's for sure.
2: Um, Women, y'all ready? Yeah. Well, we have to start, of course, with, uh, man, this just feels like it's going to be so much like twenty twenty. Uh, because the first person I'm, I'm mentioning in this Rumble is the SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. And then after that, we have Rhea Ripley, Nikki A.S.H., Nikki, and Brie Bella, both in there. Shout out to Nikki getting healthy and cleared because I thought she'd never wrestle again. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, Natalia, Michelle McCool, Dana Brooke. The women's tag champions Carmella and Queen Zelina, the Impact Knockout Champion Mickey James, Tamina Snuka, Kelly Kelly, Aaliyah, Summer Rae, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Lita, Liv Morgan,
1: and Bianca Belair. I'll go first this time. Okay. My iron person is Bianca. My final four are Charlotte, Bianca, Sasha Banks, and ding dong, hello, Bailey. Um, And I got Bailey winning. I like so
3: it. okay i got iron woman i've got i also have bianca i like charlotte will get close but i think it, like you said about 2020 I, I feel a very brock lesnar situation going on there uh where she gets eliminated kind of midway through after kind of dominating the early going yep um so but my final four is going to be uh bianca naomi uh alexa bliss and Liv morgan that that's the final four and i'm okay. gonna pick i'm gonna pick alexa bliss to win it um i think uh which version uh the goddess i i feel like that's where we're headed and so i just feel like that's it's you can get behind her if, if i'm owens is kind of like a tweener i guess right now and bliss with her old character i feel like it's a perfect opportunity to get the fans behind her as a baby face winner maybe here so i kind of like uh i like bliss Naomi strikes me as someone that I feel like they could pull the trigger on, but I'm not totally sure about that. Like I I'm going like, to
1: judge a lot based on what happens on Friday.
3: Yeah. I, like, Great I point. Feel like Great point. Might be like the last one eliminated. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I'm, or maybe Bianca is like, close to a repeat, but yeah. If
1: she finally gets to have the actual match with Sonia and finally gets to like bury that story... Then I could see her having a decent showing in the Rumble. You know what's funny? I'm the exact opposite. I can see her
2: having a great showing in the Rumble, and then Sonya not basically no selling her, costing her the spot, costing her from winning. Because apparently she's just, Sonya's living right
1: now to make Naomi's life hell. Um, But, (laughs) and, I feel I like I love the storyline, but at the same time, I feel like it's gone too long without Sonya explaining her why. Agreed. Completely. Like, it's a great story. And the way that they slow burned it in the beginning was awesome. But at this point, as the authority figure, you need to have given me more than, well, she just hasn't earned it. What has she not done to earn it, bitch? Like, I need you to, like, be concrete. And if it's petty, if it's petty, that's okay, because you're the fucking heel. So, like, just give me your petty bullshit reason
2: why. Agreed. Completely. Completely agreed. You're spot on there, because, yeah, this has gone so long, they and they barely ever touch. She's not allowed to do anything. Naomi can't stick up for herself, and we don't know why, why Slonja got so, many, so much beef. Great point. Um... So I, I agree with Carl in that I think Charlotte gets thrown out early. I think she has a similar to Brock Lesnar thing, although I don't think it's going to be everybody. If one person gets in the Rumble, they get thrown out. So Charlotte's not in my final four. My Iron Woman isn't going to be Iron Woman in the sense of, I think Bianca throws out to most people again, but in terms of longevity, I think Liv Morgan is the Iron Woman for this Rumble. Okay. Because that's the accolade that she can take going forward, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, my final four, of course, is gonna be Bianca. Is gonna be Bailey. Is gonna be I, I. I. You've talked me into the Naomi thing because of Sonya trying to screw her. And I am going to say. I want to say Rhea, but I feel like she'll get done early. I'm fuck it, Lita. All right, then. To-
3: a legend and, makes sense. That happens. Michelle McCool did it, I'm pretty sure. Didn't she? Wasn't she a final Yeah, four?
2: in the first one, yeah. I, but I'll I tell you this, though. I, all this is the under the assumption Ronda's not in the Rumble. If Ronda's in the Rumble, everything changes. Uh, but I have Bianca winning, and Bianca finally getting that one last match with Becky at WrestleMania and overcoming. If Ronda wins, fuck everything I just said. If Ronda's in it.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, fuck everything we all just said. If well, all yeah, fraud is like in it. it. She wins. We know that. We ain't yeah, done. I completely agree.
2: Um, last Rumble thoughts, gentlemen. Anything on your mind? Anything you're hoping to see? Any surprises you expect or want to see? Like, like the, apparently the 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 mini Forbidden Door is open. Vince, if you give me Jay White in this Rumble, I will look past all the fucking releases. I swear to God.
3: If Okada shows up, I'm down. Okay, that's it. I he has
2: said he wants to wrestle so many WWE guys. I mean,
1: did he say his dream match I was mean, Triple H or something? Triple H is one of his dream matches. Yes, yeah. I'm willing to. I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to settle. I'm willing to take Ace if Ace shows up. I'll I'll be alright. Oh, so Rosh, this is Tanashi.
3: Yeah, this is what
1: I would oh, like just, to see. You, hold on real
2: quick, Carl. I thought you were no, saying Ace Austin. I was like, really? From impact girl.
3: <laughs> Johnny Ace is what he meant. <laughs> That's even worse. That's even worse. Give me a Austin.
0: Sorry. Hey, hey, you know
3: you're such a Johnny Ace mark, Kyle. No, uh, so <laughs> this is what I actually want. to Like, I would want to see, you, you know, you want NXT guys, hopefully in there, maybe a couple. I do 100%. I would be very happy if we see Braun Breaker and Guntha in there. Uh, give me one. of. I would like to see both, but give me one of those two. And I'm down. i like to see Braun Breaker get in there and do some shit. Same thing with Walter. Maybe he gets in there and gets face to face with someone like Omos. You know, something, something that feels my, big. You know what I mean. My only
2: fear with putting him in now, he'd be perfect for the fucking rumble. Will they're in a the dome? Will he get the response they want him to have? That's sure, and they're and yeah. they're not they're not in the rest. I mean, St. Louis is a wrestling town, so forgive me for being blasphemous, Harley Race
3: and all these people, <laughs> but it's not
2: a modern
3: wrestling town. Right, it's not
1: Chicago
2: you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's not a smart oh challenge.
1: no you know who I do expect to see like kind of legit like and he'll get a way bigger pop than he deserves because like come the fuck on Zack Ryder you think he's in his bitch okay Mr. JCW you think shows up All right. fuck him <laughs> I oh, oh him. yeah no I mean fuck Ryder but like
2: <laughs> I gotta tell you I gotta tell you it's still fuck Matt Cardona but he has become maybe one of the best things in wrestling, right? Now for the but you know what
1: defense. he's proof of. But you know what he is proof of. He is perfect example of what we say all the time. Um, yeah, the biggest jobber in WWE is instantly the biggest star in your fucking company. <laughs> you, I kn- Like I remember when the
2: first releases happened, and Brian Myers, aka Kurt Hawkins, went to Impact and became on a winning streak and i was like the dude that lost 170 matches in a row
1: yeah they instantly like pushed him towards a main event and shit we all know
2: he's a really good wrestler eric young immediately went to the title picture he redebuted debuted in the title match he came in as the air quotes hottest free agent in the game baby And this is no disrespect, because all these guys are great hands and whatnot, but it goes They are, but it's
1: just, you know, the biggest jobber in WWE is instantly the top name in your company. I got one. We're all going to hate it. You're going to hate me, but
2: I'm going to say it anyway. I don't know if this is going to happen, but I would not be surprised. Bill Goldberg. (sighs) Now, I don't think he'll not win, and I don't even think he'll be in the Final Four, but I think he'll show up to lead to his final match, whether it's in Saudi or at WrestleMania, because he has one more match left on his contract. Can
1: I get Jonathan Gresham instead? Well, for the Rumble the Goldberg, gonna...
2: fine, whatever. I love
3: John Gresham.
2: Joke. you. Oh well, I mean, look, people listening really believe that. They're like, yes, please, man. Look, I can we, I want to do a poll of like a live wrestling, like live WWE show, like it, like. I want to poll, I wish I could poll the people, all 50,000 people that or hiring many people at at the Dome in, in St. Louis and ask them, do you know who this man is? And show them John Gresham. And it's not a diss, because I think he's fantastic and is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. But I'm curious to know if, if they know who the fuck he is.
3: Isn't he also like the Mugsy Bogues of professional wrestling? Isn't he like super short? He's short special? as fuck. Yes, he's like five yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like Daniel Bryan is bigger than him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, he's still winning at life, but you know, world well,
2: champion of Ring of Honor. He runs Terminus and he got Jordan Grace. He's, yeah,
3: I, yeah. And on that oh, note, yeah. a Hall of Famer in my book.
2: Oh, <laughs> one more thing, Kyle. This isn't a segment, but I'm going to make it just for the day. Best thing I saw this week Ali J's titties on NXT.
1: Hey, yo, you nasty.
3: That's and awesome. on that, stuff, Valinity,
1: sir. you can find me on Twitter at, dot, at Dr. S'mores. You can find Carl on Twitter at uh, Outsider Kervin, K E R V I N. I'm still there. You, you can find our good brother Rance at Twitter at Ollie J's Tittase.
2: Or it's Ray Cash, R A Ys, and Mysterio,
1: C A S H S, and Dollars. You should
2: have seen them things.
1: My God. I'm thangin'. super gay. Like I'm about to go to bed with my boyfriends.
2: So. You'd appreciate them though. Like you don't have yeah. to. You don't have to feel the same way in your loins, but you'd appreciate they were, them.
1: They were set. You know what I mean. Like, they were... <laughs> Y'all yeah, are man. nasty. You can find the show on Twitter <laughs> at Outsiders Edge CS. We are part of the Chairshot Radio Network at Chairshot Media, uh, where you always have big cities. <laughs> and use your head. Use your head. For all the people who are offended
2: by this, I apologize, truly. All right. And then at the Uh, end of the show, I'm going to say, fuck it, I don't care. But, like, now I
1: apologize. Tiggle bitties, whatever. Um, And as always, y'all, we here at The Outsider's Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything we can trying to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to hit you with that important news. Like, if somebody tells you they want out, you should release them. Like, today's... (laughs) At other times, we're gonna hit you with that current news like it's Rumble season and it's over the top. Like titties.
2: I'm sorry. It's like I know this is bad. I'm yes, I'm a child, I know.
1: But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams, and you have got to respect that. Cause if you don't, well. Just like Anna Nicole Smith, we sure don't give up. Fuck! That's a
2: deep fucking cut, Kyle. We still, we don't, yeah, fuck them, but wow.
1: You you mentioned titties. I thought Anna Nicole.
2: It it goes to show how fantastic you are in your gayness, that that's the person you went to. Girl, she an icon. Rest in power. (laughs) My goodness. Yeah, bye, y'all